BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Girl, hey, welcome back to another episode of my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker, and right now I'm here with a very dear friend of mine. It's been a million years since I've seen him, and his beard has grown as long as it's been since I've seen him. Uh, Sam Roberts, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. It's been too long. It's been too long. How long has it been, my friend? I feel like it was cold last time. Me too. I feel like it was last winter. I agree. Maybe not a quite a full year, but like at least like eight months. I think it was close because I think it was a pre-tape, which it was. makes me think that I was pre-taping for your radio show, which makes me think it might have been for Christmas. Oh, shit balls. Which makes me think it could have been literally 11 months. Well, that's far too long because yeah. this is a talent that needs to be exposed on every platform. So Sam is the world's last great broadcaster. It's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what it was. Last professional broadcaster. You made it so much more difficult and convoluted and less marketable. Welcome to my brain. That's the way it works. <laughs> what if we called you the world's <laughs> final greatest person who broadcasts usually <laughs> yeah we'll put it on a shirt <laughs> it's because the greatest showman's always in my head i can't shake it so look i'm a huge i don't i've never seen that what is wrong with you i'm too busy watching les mis over and over again <laughs> i highly doubt that are, are you kidding? lying to me no you are lying to me i love les mis I've watched the movie many times. Shut up. I've seen it on Broadway. My wife brought me for my birthday or something one you year. You are lying to me right now. Are you a theater nerd? Hold up. Okay. 24601? I mean, one more day, one day more. I another fucked it up. Another day, another <laughs> destiny. You kind of look like Jean Valjean. I was just thinking, who am I? <laughs> Jean Valjean. Okay, wait a second. So let's backtrack a, a little bit musical. for anybody who doesn't know who Sam is and how dare you. <laughs> um, if you don't know who Sam is, so Sam and I met um, a million years ago at Sirius XM Radio. You were the producer for Opie and Anthony. Yeah. Who were the arch enemies of Howard Stern. Arr, that's what wow. I remember. When in you their guys own came minds, in. yeah. Yeah, their own minds. <laughs> it's like it's like the opposite of love isn't hate. It's indifference. So mm -hmm. they hated Howard and Howard was. I think Howard secretly hated them he too. He did too. But he, he, would, never, he would never admit it because he wanted to believe that he wanted to believe that that was true. What you just said. Right. 
But I think they hurt his soul. <laughs> a little bit. Wait, real quick. So so that's how I know Sam. And over the years, Sam went from Opie and Anthony producer to now you are, I mean. The last professional broadcaster. The last professional. I mean, essentially, just let's cut through the fat. You replaced Opie and Anthony, essentially. Mm. Explain the story. Because that's a big deal, bro. Well, mm, Opie and Anthony had their whole own channel and own everything. I just do a morning show on Sirius XM with Jim Norton. Great duo. Thank you. You was such a well-deserved placement of you co-hosting your own show. For a while, you had your own show. Yes, I did a solo show first. So, like, uh, I was with Opie and Anthony for a long time as the as an intern and an associate producer and a producer and an executive producer yep. and the host of the after show and a host of the pre-show and then I was doing shows on the weekend and uh, then uh, I left there left that show to do my own solo show. Yes, which was called? Sam Roberts Show. But with where was the apostrophe? It was possessive. It was possessive people and yeah. don't get it fucking twisted. <laughs> people yeah, I mean that's when I know like those are my real people the ones are like it's possessive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was doing that uh yeah, I ended up doing it for like a year and a half. Yeah. I ended up moving to Nights, which was like the funnest thing I've ever done. Are you being sarcastic or no. being serious? Yeah, you like Nights. It was just really fun. I mean, it wasn't, it's not good for like a life. Yes. Because I was on a night, I was waking up at, at noon and that sounds staying up until four. ideal for a life, in what? my opinion. I know, but I'm a person who's an adult right. with a family right. and a life. Right. You're adulting. So yeah. it's not like an adulting schedule. No, it's like I'm a, not, I'm not adult. a degenerate schedule, which I am. That's it. So I want to be on a degenerate, degenerate schedule. Trust me, it's a great schedule when you can pull it off. <sighs> it's awesome. But also, like, you know, I realized right after I was like, oh, that's why I'm gaining weight. Oh, yeah. That's why. Because, you know, you don't live human existence anymore like the rules of humanity when you start you know working from 9 p.m i you know i disagree what? i think models are so thin because they just sleep all day and they're not eating during the day <laughs> and i want to live the life of a model maybe you're right <laughs> maybe that's true you go to the club right yeah no you do the coquenia right, right you come home you sleep when you finally pass out from you know the effects of the uh intense drugs that you took and right. then you sleep all day long and you don't eat i mean why do you think i was so a skinny in college that's true. my parents came to visit and they were like oh my god you, you look, were so thin you look fantastic they said what are you what are you doing? Well, you know what? We don't even want to know. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. And I said, and keep sending money for the crack. <laughs> they weren't worried. <laughs> they were like, this isn't her. It's so much better. <laughs> so yeah, I no. get that model lifestyle, and yeah. I and I and I miss it, and I miss it. Yeah, I think you fall into this trap of uh, when you leave the schedule of like normal people. Yes, the rules of humanity just don't apply anymore. Fair. You know what I mean? Like yes. people are like, no, it's an appropriate time to go to bed. It's like 11 or 12 at night. And you're like, what? I'm still at work. Like, <laughs> it's so weird. And then the adrenaline's still high. So then what the fuck time do you go to bed? Right. So you go home. You watch a couple of, at the time, it was a few years ago. So you watch a couple episodes of House of Cards. Of course. It's like four. Oh, touchy. Right. Well, at the time you watched it. <laughs> and you were proud of it. At the time you were like, it's just an evil character. Now you're like Kevin Spacey. Right, right. I mean, yeah. yeah. No, we don't watch that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, no. What did he do again? <laughs> well. It was Young Boys? It was. Like, but like, you know what? Let's not get into this conversation. 
You're getting smarter. I <laughs> you, have sponsors you're that getting, I like. You're getting a lot smarter. <laughs> um, when you got to pay them bills, your brain turns on. <laughs> That's what I've learned. Well, it's about time. It is about time. So, okay, so I met Sam and Sirius. Yes. And um, we actually, the first time we met was Opie and Anthony. You guys came over to my show. So I was on Cosmopolitan Magazine regular at the time. Yes. We were like, you, we were morning show. You guys were like, yeah, same. We, we were, were we were in competing show. time slots. We and were. you know, we were fighting for the same demographic, obviously. It was, it was the exact same audience. There was a weird overlap, though. There was a weird overlap. Because I know, because... The overlap were the audience members that would try to get us all into fights all the time. Oh, that's great. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a radio thing. Podcasting communities don't really do that. No, they, radio yes. audiences want the other radio shows to fight each other. Well, no, because it depends. First of all, it depends on the podcasting community. Because well, podcasting is so niche that, like, if you do, like, a nice podcast for nice people, then the people are nice. But if you do a mean podcast... What kind of podcast do you think I'm doing? You do a nice lady podcast. I do a mean podcast. <laughs> Come on. You do like a lady mean I podcast. I do a female empowerment podcast with like oh. a little bit of shit talk and like a lot of life lessons. Oh, I see. I see. Um, Which is why you're here. Yeah, no, You're so no, on no. brands. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I got great life lessons. He really does. Yeah. He really does. Yeah. Don't let um, the WWE gear fool you. This man. I would say that it's part of the life lessons. <laughs> Wear more WWE gear. It's true. We're going to get to that too, which I love because I'm like new. I'm like a closeted fan of the WWE. Well, that's the last thing that's left in the closet for you, isn't it? <laughs> Touche. <laughs> um, so you came over and we were having, oh, we made the mistake. We were having, so I guess I initially met you and knew you were like a safe person or so I thought, idiotically. Well, we were, we, I'll tell you how we met. Through Nicole, Mashup Nicole, we Morning Mashup. We were friends because we would hang out in Nicole's office and talk about Sopranos. We did, we bonded over Sopranos. Yes. Still the greatest show ever made. And you were doing your show on Sirius. What do you think about, by the way, real, uh, just me. an aside, uh, what do you think about this the, this movie that's like the prequel with the son? I'm I, fine with it. I'm but- worried. I'm not worried. I don't think it. Uh, I don't think it has much to do with the show. Like I don't look at it and the show as even being. I guess they're in the same universe, but I don't. If it's good, I don't think it'll affect the show. If it's bad, I don't think it'll affect the show. Yeah. Like it's one of those things. Like for instance, like the Breaking Bad movie. Thoughts. Don't even bother with it. I actually felt like I had closure. Who do you, what do you need? Listen, Every I get sing- very confused. I then need- what are you doing watching The Sopranos? There's nothing but loose ends. <laughs> I know, but that's probably why I've watched it 45 times each episode. Trying to to finally figure out. figure out what the fuck's going on. Any closer? Nope. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss, my friend. Yeah. Um. So, so, so. I liked it, actually. The Breaking Bad movie? I did. I liked it. I wasn't mad at it. Okay? And I was like, yeah, I but- feel a little bit more at peace. I feel like, now I kind of know what happened. First of all, what happened is Jesse got arrested. That's what happened. He's a stupid guy. He was never good on his own. That's he true. got arrested. That's true. That's what ha- actually happened. And I, you're right. It is. You're not mad at it. I'm not mad at That's it. That's the appropriate response. But guess what? Like Breaking Bad is the second best TV show of all time. I agree. I agree. So you'd leave the episode, an episode of Breaking Bad going, oh, my God, that was amazing. Yep. And you leave this movie going, meh, I'm not mad. I mean, I See ate some difference? snacks yes. with a lot of attention through it. Right. And that is not a great sign. Right. Yeah. When you can focus on the food. So it was the holidays and you were like, I'm throwing the Taylor Stryker show Christmas party. And yep. anybody, and you're putting your little flyers up anywhere, everywhere. I did not do that. Like it was the guac off or something. <laughs> guac off. <laughs> you were Fucking like, Cavino and Rich. And, and you were like, 
we're doing a Christmas party and it's open door policy. And Ooh, I go, babe. anybody can come? And you go, anybody can anybody come. Anybody spreading love and cheer around the halls of Sirius XM Radio. So. And because I'm a producer. Yes, you are. At the time. Yep. I go, see you tomorrow, Taylor. And I said, that is so nice, Sam Roberts. <laughs> I cannot wait. Right. And then Sam showed up with Toto. That's right. Was her name Toto? No, no, no. Prince Oh Lady Die? No, Sandy Kane was her name. Sandy Kane was her name. Twato was the name of her genital wart. I die. I yes. literally died. I was in a corner. I was running away from her because she was putting her Twato in yeah. my face o. Right. But it was great content. But this one I thought was a straighto. So I was like, get that. Th- well, I mean, honestly, lesbo or straighto, it doesn't matter. I don't want a Twato near me. Yeah, I mean, I think even now, you, I don't think the issue was that you were thought you were not gay. I think the issue is this is not an attractive thing that's happening <laughs> in front of me. Wait, what was Twato again? A genital war. Oh, my God. You know? Yeah, I know. I know what like that is. Like a skin tag on the, you know, vagina area. <laughs> a skin tag is not a genital war. I think it's a genital war. It is not. Look, I'm not a doctor. I have skin tags on my neck. Don't. They're so Wait, they're small. not genital warts if they're on your neck. Who put their vagina on my neck? <laughs> I, don't want, I don't get into your personal life. I respect, that's why we're friends. You respect my privacy. Yeah, it's all you. <laughs> I'm getting them removed. Stop. Don't look likes- at them. Where am I wearing a turtle neck? I have twaddles all over my neck. You do. You do. <laughs> um, no, she had a genital wart on her yeah. vagina, and she was trying to show it to me, and it was just not the way I wanted to spend the holidays. But it was good content. Um, fantastic. And then you also brought in another one who was Lady Die, who was like talking about how she tried to kill herself on a train track. No, she was talking about how... Oh, her husband. I blocked it. Her husband. Oh, so uplifting. <laughs> you were trying to do, you were trying to do an uplifting show. Yeah. And I may pretend like it was a fun story. And I'm going, oh my god, Taylor, you've got to ask her what happened to her <laughs> husband. And you were like, okay, Sam, <laughs> what happened to your husband? And she was like, uh, he. He threw himself in front of a tree. <laughs> okay, wait a second. So you got to explain this to me because I live in girl world, right? So Cosmo Radio, you don't get girlier than that. Right. But radio is predominantly, like for a very long time, it was very male dominated with the talent and also the audiences. Yeah. And the reason they brought Cosmo Radio to fruition was because Sirius XM Radio was trying to find the missing demographic of audience members, which was 18 to 34 year old women. So when they're young, their kids are listening to CHR format like a Z Morning Zoo. Right. A Maddie in the morning if you're from Boston. Um, and then they dip back in 35 on for political talk. Dr. Laura Schlesinger, who's my favorite. Right. I disagree with her, but I love her. Um, and that, but there was this missing demo and they're like, how do we get this audience back so they figured why not take literally the strongest female brand in the world globally cosmopolitan magazine at the time when magazines were still a thing and let's start a radio station and i mean it was just like moths to a flame was like women in that demo were like oh my god cosmo radio it's it's radio for women by women yeah that's right um so we launched that but what we found was that's still on the air no, it's long gone. Oh, I guess it was a great idea. Go on. Oh, fuck you, you man. <laughs> <laughs> so what ended up happening? Well, truthfully, the reason it ended wasn't because the audience weren't good oh. and weren't there. It was because the new editor-in-chief did what all management does when they come in, and they just fucking, oh, this was the idea of my predecessor? Let's just let's just get rid of it because it wasn't my idea. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. I see. Yeah. Okay. So just shh with your... <laughs> Sure. Uh, Machismo opinions. I forgot. Yeah, I was oozing it. 
oozing machismo. So basically, we found him, and they were a predominantly female audience, which just saying, if we want to talk business, mm-hmm. you know, we want a female audience because guess who spends the majority of disposable income in the household? Oh, it would be a woman, Sam. It would be a woman. It would be a woman. Okay. Women can spend money. I'll make it. It's all good. We'll see. Yeah, that's important. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I love ladies. Ladies can listen to my show. Man, I don't think, yeah, listen to whatever you want. I don't care. But so the difference is like male audiences, they fuck with each other. Boys, like just think about how men are with each other. They tease each other. They rag on each other. Yeah, like we have They fun. hit each other with dicks in the face and call it not gay. Right, whereas, like, women, like, they laugh together, and they hug, and they smile, and then the minute they leave the room, can you believe what that bitch was wearing? Yeah, duh. That's so much healthier, right? So the thing is, is that, like, these radio wars, it was, like, homegirl me did not know how to play in the boy pen, because I was so used to being in the girl pen, so, like, all the men on Cosmo Radio were like, you know, whether they meant it or not, we're very nice to our faces and we're respectful yeah. and like got along because women were kind of the rulers on Cosmo Radio. I remember, do you remember a guy named Demos at Sirius? I don't think so. He was this guy, I think he was on Maxim Radio. They got rid of Maxim Radio. Cosmo was still on. He came over to have a producer job slash co-host job with me. By the way, that's such a great like counter argument. I'm like, yeah, Cosmo, it's not on anymore. And you're like, yeah, neither is Maxim. Yeah, neither is Maxim. Well, thank you for giving me um, the... Jewel to fight you. That's right. That I totally missed. It's okay. I can debate myself all day. Well, that's what you do best. <laughs> so, um, yeah, basically, I lost my train of thought because that's what Sam Roberts does to me. He's so good. He just Jedi mind tricks me. Well, you were talking about, like, all the boys at Cosmo being oh, nice to you. Demos. So he came in, and he was like, so we, we, we go to the audition, and I was like, yeah, girls rule, boys drool. Like, something stupid like that. And yeah. we got off there, and he was like, disrespectful. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he was like, don't you ever talk to me like that. Women never talk to me like that. And I was like, whoa, crazy. And I said, listen. But that's some, like, low-key misogynistic. <laughs> no, like, shit, no shit, yeah, no like, shit. That was I can't extra. Handle, that was yeah. extra. But he was like, this is so disrespectful. And I said, no, on girl radio, like, in male-dominated radio, the girls are always the dumb idiots, right? 100%. Fair? Look, totally. If you're targeting a female audience. Yeah. You saying women are the best and, you know, you guys Boys are, are stinky. Yeah, that's what you should be doing. Yeah, exactly. So this was the thing, though, was I didn't really like and guess who didn't get the job? Demos. <laughs> and I was like on the air, I was like, you're not getting the job because you don't get what we're doing over here. But the thing is, is that there is like this male energy, this like male teasing and taunting atmosphere, very normal in radio. But then you insert a girl radio station in it and we're all like, me, crying That's why it's so funny. Okay, guys, it's time to talk about one of our new sponsors that I'm so psyched about, First Leaf. I love First Leaf because I love wine. So saving money on award-winning wine that you're guaranteed to love has never been easier than with First Leaf. Unlike other wine clubs that guess about what your favorite wine is they're like oh just like send them this they might like this no 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 first leaf uses your feedback and your ratings to curate wine selections personalized to your unique taste i love wine i know exactly what region and i know exactly what country i know exactly what i like so i love first leaf because for somebody like me it teaches me how to open up my mind to other wines that maybe are just as good but not as expensive as the wines that I've been kind of drawn to for the time being. Also, First Leaf is great if you're novice, if you're new, if you like, you want to get into wine, but you're not really sure what you like. They have this 
wine quiz, basically, that everybody takes, and it assesses your exact wine drinking preferences, and it helps you understand your palate in very simple layman terms. So they ask questions about sweetness. They ask questions about, like, wine styles, types that you like. They'll even ask you if you're adventurous about food. Do you like butter? Do you like Chardonnay? I mean, it's just a yes and a no, but whether you are a wine expert or a wine novice, they've got you covered. There is no such thing as a good wine or a bad wine. It's really about your wine preference and your preference is basically based on your palate. So everybody has a different palate and that's why the quiz is so unique and so important. Okay, so then after the quiz, First Leaf then created an introductory six pack of wine for me, okay? All for just $29.95. Six bottles of wine for $29.95. These wines normally go for at least $20 a piece. And then when my bottles arrived, I tried them. Obviously, I tasted all of them and drank most of them. And then I rated them online. So then First Leaf now has my first quiz ratings. And now they have my second level ratings. So now they're narrowing down even more specifically what my palate likes and what kind of wines they should be sending me. And First Leaf is so confident in the quality of the wine that they even have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Mm-hmm. That means if you're not feeling a particular bottle of wine that they sent, First Leaf will cover it completely and send you a new one. First Leaf sends out more than 17,000 unique shipments of wine every single month because everyone's tastes are different. So try First Leaf Wine Club today, where buying great wine is, well, quite frankly, so simple. Sign up with my link and you'll get an exclusive intro offer. Six bottles of wine for only $29.95 plus free shipping. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R. That's my name, Taylor. That's six bottles of wine for only $29.95 plus you get free shipping at try, T-R-Y, firstleaf, F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F, dot com slash t-a-y-l-o-r and now back to the podcast like to me it's not that funny to do it to a whole bunch of people that are like in on it yeah because like i find you to be interesting and funny and entertaining thank you so i would like to see how you would react when <laughs> out of nowhere your whole world just gets turned upside down like and you like i love the idea of you opening the door <laughs> and just allowing your entire world to get turned upside down. And it's not like I was like, now we're going to take over your show and you suck. It was like, I present you with this like <laughs> catastrophe. Yes. And it's like, here you go. Now it's on you. And I ran in the corner and went off mic. But it was so funny. <laughs> it was so funny. And then there was another time where you came over. I think it was with... It was Opie or Anthony. I don't remember which one. Mm. And they basically were making fun of me because they found a picture of me online where I had bleached my upper lip (laughs) and I had like a nair, like red mustache, like the shape of a handlebar mustache. And they were trying to make fun of me. Right. Then I held my own. Then I got some chops. But that's the difference between like when I went in and my idea of a joke is just like, here's this like shit grenade. And, like, let's all just sit in it together and, like, how terrible and ridiculous is this? Like, I'm not going to come in and, like, make fun of you and try to make you feel bad. You never would, but they would have. Yes, they (laughs) (laughs) would. And also your audience is vicious. Yeah, but, I mean, they're way more mean to me than they are to you. I know. They're so mean to you. It's great. It's the best. (laughs) Who cares? It's the greatest. Wait, wait. Let's talk about that for a second for realties, though. So it's just, like... And I hate to be like gender biased, but I'm totally doing it. I'm totally doing it. But 
so men stereotypically, I think it's like men tease each other. They can take some razzing, like locker room talk, like whatever. They can handle it. They're not like wilting flowers of sensitivity, Correct. right? Like if a guy gains weight and his friends are like, yo, bro, you fat. Mm-hmm. That's like socially acceptable in guy world. In girl as a world. Of fact, as a matter of fact, if somebody has their feelings hurt by that. Like, what the fuck is his problem? I mean... Uh, Getting his feelings hurt from that? I, I literally cannot. So I'm from a family of three. I'm the oldest by 11 years from my youngest. Mm-hmm. Paige is my sister. She's in the middle. And then and, and we're like six years apart. So Zach is our baby, baby boy for always and forever. And watching what he went through in middle school, me, my mom, and my sister were all like, that's so mean. And he was like, shut up. It's what boys do. Yeah, no, it's not. But like, we did not get it. And I was like, doesn't that hurt your feelings though when they shave your head and no one else? Like, they, he was playing with the kids, all of his friends, friends, assholes, one day. And they were like, yo, Zach, we're all going to shave our heads. And he was like, okay. So he shaved his head. And they're like, psych. None of us are. And my mom and I, my mom was like, I'm calling the police. That's, I mean, that might be. I was like, I'm calling the FBI. Like, are you kidding? me that's so that's abuse it's among that's, the funniest, that's hair abuse that's the funniest thing I've and ever he heard. was like this is what guys do please don't call anyone's mom people. did you think it was funny i mean but here this is my real question sam mm-hmm. do you just boys men do you just say you think it's funny dude does I, it you really see, hurt you your my, feelings did you see my reaction it didn't happen to you did you see my reaction when Sa- you i don't believe that? you i think you're lying at no point was I like, oh, that poor kid. I'm like, oh, what a story he's got for the rest I'm of actually, his life. I'm actually, I'm highly triggered. I'm having an anxiety attack and is, I need to go kill some children right now. It is so funny. It's so mean. Like if my kid, if that <laughs> happened. So like, okay. So if my kid came home one day and we were like, oh, he was like, oh, dad, we tricked Sam the kid. Sam has two children. Yeah, I have a son and a daughter. Son and a daughter. Okay. So what if that happened to your daughter? No, girls aren't going to make it. If a girl is tricked into shaving her head, that's a lot worse. She'll be <laughs> I ostracized. I agree. So, like, if, but if I found out my son had tricked somebody into shaving their head. No. If I, your son was tricked into shaving his head. I would say, like, well, how, how are you feeling about that? <laughs> and if he was like, it's kind of funny. I'm like, yeah, it is kind of funny. But what if he was like, I'm sad, Dad? Then I go, this is a very good lesson. To? Not just do things because other people are doing it. If they were all jumping off the George Washington Bridge, would you as well? Well, like, if you don't want your head shaved, it shouldn't matter if other people have their head shaved or not. It was they were going to do it together. Who cares <laughs> if it's groupthink that's even worse? Fucking men. Like, wolf packs. I would rather have my kid accidentally shave his head because he thinks that everybody else is and now it's a joke. Then to find out that, like, my kid's hanging out with a bunch of skinheads. <laughs> That's a good point. Right? Although my brother looked like one until his hair grew back, which but was the worst. You know what You know what looks more like a skinhead than uh, a little ball white kid? What? A little ball white kid hanging out with a bunch of other little ball white kids. <laughs> That's a real problem. Okay, you're right. We just thought it was a bonding activity. We'd all shave our heads together. Like, <laughs> That's problematic. Okay, well, when you put it like that, you have a great way of debating an issue, and now I'm here for it. I'm like, his friends are the best because they weren't skinheads. Thank God. Right. Oh, man. But I will say this. Having Sam in my life actually gave me a lot more. You you gave me a much tougher skin, so thank you, Sam. Oh, good. I think I learned through you because here's the thing. You can tease me if I know you love me. If I question you liking or loving me, then you can't say shit to me. But if I, I know you I love me, fair. right? I get that, yeah. But if I know you adore me, I mean, I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, but it's just, it's the same way I am with guys. Like, I wouldn't get my, like, I don't get my feelings hurt, but if somebody that 
like I don't have a relationship with, like comes for you. Or yeah, even starts to tease me. I'm like, give me an example. Fuck off. Give me an example. Recent, I've, most recent time someone teased you and you said fuck off. That's not funny, and you did hurt my feelings. Well, I do like. No, I'm no, no, no. I never. You have do no feelings. Like that. You have no feelings to be hurt. No, I have feelings. When was the last time you got your feelings hurt? <sighs> kids count, by the way. They can be so cruel. No, not my my kids. Taylor's my old, nephew told me I was thick and that my hands were bumpy. How old is Taylor's nephew? He is five, and I will never get over okay, it. Okay, five is a rough <laughs> thing because that's when like five year olds really get it, but they, really they don't have the filter built in yet. Yeah. So you know it's true. You know it's true. I'm <laughs> thick. At least you said thick. Right. I was like, somebody's been good. listening to Lizzo. Hey-oh. Thick with two C's. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> so uh, no, no, I would see. I no, I do this thing where like it's more like if I get annoyed. With somebody, mm-hmm. and it really frustrates my wife because it'll happen like, you know, maybe like a, a family member, family member's boyfriend, whoever it is, like they'll come around, or even her, like her friend has a new boyfriend. Got it. Right, and the boyfriend is like either way too familiar, or he's like braggy, or like the thing that I really hate is like the know it all, where no matter uh... what. They they like have some experience with it. My sister dated a guy like this, and we got in a fight on Christmas over Beyonce. And I'm like, sir, I don't know a lot of things, but I know Beyonce. And it's like, I know you don't. So why yes. are you pretending you do? Why is yes. this, why is this your hill to die on? Ugh, I think there's something about also. I think comedians experience this as well, but radio people, for some reason, there's some people that just want to like let us know that we're not all that in a bag of chips. And I want to say, we know. No, no, no. We I, know. When I when I get that vibe from anybody, it's time for me to tell them. I hate to correct you, but I am. <laughs> well, that's that's the difference between me and Sam. Like, when I get that vibe from somebody, like, if it's really strong, then it gets to the point where it's like, you know this thing we're doing where we're just talking? It's my whole job. <laughs> and I am superior. That's all I do. It's actually true. Like, wouldn't you do that if you could? I'm funnier than you. I'm more eloquent than you. And quite frankly, I'm cuter than you. Look, however <laughs> you want to get there, I figured out a way to just talk <laughs> And I make my living. And I have a house. Because And of my it. wife stays home. Wow. Okay. Fucking bullshit, man. So, like, we can all play around. When can my wife stay home? But if we want to get serious, we can get serious. So that's when you get your feelings hurt. Or just annoyed. Annoyed. You won't use hurt feelings. You'll just say annoyed. Annoyed. Have you, when, have you ever had your feelings hurt? Sure. When I'm a kid, I guess. Oh my God! So when did you stop having feelings? I don't. I still. Are you even living? No, I feel good things. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I look at my kid every night. Like I come in and put the blanket on him. He's Feels already good. asleep. I'm like, oh my God, I love this thing. When was the last time you cried? Hmm. Mine was last night. Reese Witherspoon interviewing Dolly Parton. <laughs> so good. So okay. So good. When I finally. Well, do- you lovely Mr. Rob. Like it's that doesn't so shit doesn't make you cry. Great. No, I don't cry, but it's so great. Wait, wait, one second. What about this part? Don't you fret, Mr. <laughs> I don't feel any pain. I mean, it's what? So great. A little for the brain can hardly hurt me now. You're it's... here. That's all I need to know. No, when I cry, it's like, uh, <laughs> it means that they're like, that. like my wife knows, okay, there's there's stuff really going on. Uh-huh. Like, because when something finally breaks through and makes me cry, it means that there's like, there's whatever is happening. Like the movie Room with Brie Larson. Yeah. You know, where she's like kidnapped and she gets impregnated. Oh, I know. I cried. You did? Three times in that movie. No, when? Tell me the parts. Okay. uh, Good morning, lamp. Good morning, (laughs) blue cabinet. I cried. uh, 
I definitely cried when the kid escaped in the rug and Brie Larson was still in the cabin or, you know, in the shed and the guy is rushing back to the house and you're like, oh my God, I think he's going to kill her. And when the reveal comes, when the cops are all at the house already and you're like, oh no. And then she's still alive. Wow, you really, you really, you're a feminist. And then. You and, love a woman. Yeah, and then I I don't remember the third part of the movie when I cried, but I remember the second part was when he gets a dog. Because <laughs> all he, he talked about wanting a dog in the house. I love you. And like, you know, he saw pictures of a dog and all he ever wanted was a dog. And then he gets out and lives with Brie Larson's parents and they bring him a dog. And I'm like, he so deserves that dog. Everything this kid has been through, and he finally gets to have a real dog. Like, that's the most beautiful thing ever. You're going to cry right now. I'm thinking about it. It It's very nice. (laughs) So I did cry twice during that movie, at least. I think it was three times, but I don't remember. Okay, good. I'm happy that you cried, because you need to cry in order for me to take you seriously. So that's that's good news. Yeah. We're very proud to be sponsored by Away Luggage. Oh, I am an Away Luggage gal. If you see me at the airport, I will have an Away bag. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Back in the Disney, I used to, I was married to a wealthy man. And so he was very like, let's get the best luggage the world has to offer. Cut to my life now. I was introduced to Away a few years ago. So I had been using my Away bag a lot. And then my girlfriend went away to Europe for a trip. And she had to take like all of our Away bags with her because she had to travel with a bunch of equipment. And I was left with my old post-divorce, you know, luxury luggage. And I'm telling you, I was like, oh my God, this luggage is terrible. It's heavy. It's clunky. I can't carry it down subway stairs. I can't get it through the turnstile easily. This is a disaster. And that's the moment I realized like how special Away really is. So Away is great because it's affordable, but really high quality. And it's affordable because they cut out the middleman. So it's direct from Away to the consumer. It's like super durable, but like flexible material, which means you can like overstuff your bag and it still closes, which I like totally love. And it has these 360 spinner wheels. I know I sound like a nerd, but it really makes just like traveling so much easier. You can push it in front of you. You can hold it next to you, drag it behind you. It's like whatever you want to do, it works with you. And they have all sorts of bags. I prefer their carry-on, but the thing about Away is they have two size carry-ons. So they have the regular carry-on and then they have the bigger carry-on. Both of them you can bring onto the plane. They never give me any trouble. Put in my overhead compartment right above my seat. All their carry-ons come with an ejectable battery. So you can take it out before you board a plane because they're going to make you remove it. But the good thing about the battery is, oh my God, girl, it will save your life at the airport. And I love this. Away has a 100-day trial that lets you try any Away product on the road. So I love that they have a 100-day trial on everything thing that away makes because I just got one of their um really big aluminum collection suitcases that I take on the road with me and I do check that it's so nice to know that like I have the 100 day trial to like travel with it and I'm like you know what it actually is too big for me as long as it's not you know personalized I will get a full refund no ifs ands or asterisks so love that and so if any part of your suitcase breaks away's standout customer service team will arrange to have it fixed or replaced ASAP. And they've got free shipping on away orders in the contiguous U.S., Europe, and Australia. And if you want to see for yourself, they actually do have some stores. Uh, New York, Austin, L.A., San Francisco, Boston, Chicago, and London. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash TOT2019 and use that promo code TOT2019 during checkout. Again, for $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash TOT2019 during checkout. And now back to the podcast. Um, so you taught me how to have a thick skin. So thanks for that. You taught me how to like how to thick rough, with two C's. How rough, how thick with two two K's? No C's. Oh, T H I C C. I don't. I don't know how to spell. Come on. <laughs> 
So you taught me that. Taught me how to rough and tumble with the boys. So thank you. Hold my own. You also taught me at Sirius how to diversify the port motherfucking portfolio. Port, port, you just said port portfolio. Port portfolio. <laughs> See? I got to teach My you. feelings aren't hurt right now because I know te- you love me. I'm going to teach you words next. <laughs> and, and how to read and write. <laughs> um, yeah. Portfolio, and which was great because but when I got fired, I was in the process of expanding the portfolio thanks to you. Well, you have to be a little careful about how you expand. You can't uh, <sighs> expand the portfolio. Yeah, I expanded in the wrong direction and got fired, but at least yeah. I had other things in the right direction. Yeah. You know, and that's I mean, all if, thanks to you. If you sign contracts... Your portfolio expansion has to fall within the terms of said contract. You know, uh, my contract was different than your contract. (laughs) I promise you that. Because I signed it when I was an idiot. Right. And I was like three and a half. So (laughs) then I had no one guiding me. Yeah. How would you like Like literally my lawyer when I was like, because I was in a non-compete that we were like fighting. I got out of it. Thank you very much. I had a little lace up my sleeve. Don't fuck with me. Um, But my lawyer was like, you know, my real question is, who the fuck let you sign this contract? <laughs> and I was like, well, not you, because you're scary shit, and he would never let that happen. Anyway, yeah. you are the reason my divorce ended so quickly, and I didn't end up in court for years. So, Sam, tell everybody what you said. He's full of wisdom, people. That's why I brought him here, because this is the purpose of podcasting. It's to either entertain. Yeah. Okay. It's to entertain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's just to entertain. It's not. It's where people either come to, oh, yep, either they, they're they entertained, they're learning something, or they're inspired. And if you can do two of those things, fantastic. Bro, if I can, can do all three. If you can do three, of course I can. you're me and you. Boom. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. So Sam teaches and inspires simultaneously and always entertains. So impart this wisdom. Wonderful. So I'll remind you. Okay. I was getting a divorce and I was like, I don't know what to do because we're not following. I, mean, I know. I mean, I think I feel the same way. I just don't know if I would word it the same way. I get why. The gist of it was basically I was debating. The, we weren't following the prenup, not my decision. And <laughs> I was like, I could fight this in court because I have a legal document. But then I've got to be in fucking court dragging out this bullshit. And Sam was like, such, such, such an empowering, you know, a feminist you are. You said, Taylor, you have a great career. You're wildly talented. I, I don't think I would have said You said wildly oh, talented. Okay. Okay. And you said you you have a bright future in front of you. And then I got fired. So thanks for that. Um, should have gone to court. By the way, <laughs> you're still doing well. You? No, you're doing I'm well. Doing Look great. at you. You I'm got me great. in a... In I'm doing a, great. In a movie in a theater. In a movie theater podcasting. In my luxury apartment building. Exactly. You haven't been thrown... You live in a really expensive apartment that you still haven't been thrown out of. Yet. Yes. You every, could, yeah. every month's a nail biter. <laughs> well, guess what? You still got a little nail left, don't you? <laughs> just a little bit. It's a success then. One painted nail left on my hand. Just for you and my thumb. Looks great. Yeah. Ugh, I need to get a Medicare. Um, but you said you d- don't do this. You said you're, you're getting divorced to get the negativity out of your life. So why would you prolong it for God knows how long? Believe in you, Taylor Strucker. Yeah. Believe in you. And so I didn't go through with the court proceedings and... Um, you owe me a couple million dollars. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You know how long it would have taken you to get a couple million dollars? Oh, forever. And you know how much of that money Do you know that divorce would... money is tax-free, though? But you know how much so that's that... like getting $4 million. I'm you just know saying. how much of that money would have gone to lawyers? <laughs> um, I mean... Quite a bit. The longer you go, the more you pay lawyers. That's true. Yeah. So... And you would have just been bogged down by the whole thing. It was all you were thinking about. Negativity. You wouldn't have been able to prosper at all. And become a lesbian. 
Exactly. <laughs> and then Sam also taught me. Plus, um, they would have taken you to court and been like, you know, she's a lesbian. Oh, totally. You know, it would have to- been terrible. Totally. You would have been a wreck. Totally. Totally. So, and then also Sam taught me about, um, you know, when we get older, you taught me how to adult. You, you, you actually taught myself and Nicole how to adult because you thought our crew of friendship was ridiculous. Oh, so stupid. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Well, Sam my... imparts his words of wisdom on female friendships. And I've said it to my wife, too, who's got the same circle of friends. Explain. But, but my wife does it right. My wife, like. Oh, of course your wife does it right. Well, because otherwise I would tell her. But she does, like, uh, she'll see her group of friends like a couple times a year a year a which is, year which is fine which is fantastic you want to get together with your group of friends that you've known since school girl trip exactly and yeah. you reminisce as long as it's focused on reminiscing but you know what tony soprano said what remember when is the lowest form of conversation wait say it again remember when is the lowest form of conversation he said it like remember when right is the lowest form of conversation i don't believe in stereotypes but yes i couldn't understand you when he didn't talk like he did so yeah. sorry no okay now you get it <laughs> i got it I got okay it. um no yeah no no i think that uh uh but when you have this group of friends and you act like they're your active group of friends still yeah and like you're not taking into account the fact that you're now and we're all deep into our 30s. Yeah, especially college friendships. Like, when you're in college, you are playing adults. So, in your mind, you think you're an adult, but really, your job is to just socialize, get fucked up, and kind of go to class, and kind of yeah. get your homework done. And so, you're all, like, your schedules are identical. Then you start getting jobs. You're still kind of, like, in the similar place if you're in the same city. But then people start to get married, have kids, move out of the city. And all of a sudden, it's like, and how can you expect the same from everybody? It's impossible. learn things that change who you are naturally. True story. Like experiences and wisdom and knowledge changes who you are. So you can't possibly expect a group of five or more people. Like really. To be on the same track as you. No. And it's not negative or positive. It just doesn't happen that way. The quote unquote crew. Right. So this crew that you had everything in common with when you met and that's why you became the crew. Oh my God. When we get together, we're crazy. No, you're not. <laughs> And so That's what all groups of girls. Yeah, say. you're not crazy. When we get together, we're so crazy, right, Sally? You we're don't insane. even like each other <laughs> because when you're not together, you're texting one at a time. Yeah. You have a group text going. Yep, it's all good. Like oh, bah, 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 bah. when you're not together, <laughs> talking shit. You're you've also got single text going at the same time as the group text going. Like, can you believe what you just said? Can you? Bah, bah, Oh, guess who was the one that was always that one? Yeah, you weren't in me. any of the single texts. I was never <laughs> in a single text, except for that one time that a single text got sent to me. Yeah. And it was, I won't say which one it was, but it was one of my college girlfriends. And she said, I knew Taylor was going to bail. Oh, I'm sorry. I knew Taylor was going to flake. Yeah. And I wrote back, did you mean to send this to me? She was like, yeah. <laughs> different Taylor. And she was like, well, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> But you did. And I'm like, you're at a three-year-old's birthday party in northern New Jersey. There's no public transportation to get there. Okay. And I'm going through a divorce, and I'm a secret lesbian, so leave me the fuck alone. So this is exactly what I'm saying, right? You are a woman, a non-married, lesbian. Childless. Childless. Carless. Carless 30-something in New York City. Your friend is the same age as you. Yep. But that's where the similarities end they have family <laughs> and 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 a house and a house and a whole other life you know it's one thing 
if you get together and you're like, oh, we had kids around the same time, let's get the kids together and we can hang out. I'm all for that. That's yeah. all good. But I will say, like, can we have a talk for real? Yeah. Like, you know those friend groups where, like, they legit are like, we're all going to get pregnant together. We're going to do no, hand and houses together. Do, if you do it on purpose, you're an idiot. There's a lot of girl crews that do that. That's dumb. They end up hating each other. I of guarantee it. Of course they do. Because then your kids are competing with each other. Because you know what you're doing? You're shaving your head because everybody else is. <laughs> but now you're bringing a life into the world because of it. Why do you think there's so many divorces? Mm. Because these girls are getting married and having kids because their girlfriend is. Yes, that's very it's insane. Oh, I when I was married to husband, we totally like he was like, we gotta have kids, and I was like, why? And he's like, because we're gonna lose all our friends, and I was like, well, that's ridiculous if we lose our friends because we don't have kids with them. We should be able to be like, I don't know, at least they can escape for a night and have fun with us, or we can hang out with their kids. Hey, you didn't even like guys. True story. That's, I thought I did. I know. I get it. <laughs> but that's how lost in the matrix you were. Totes. You were like. My, 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 for 33 years of my life was shaving my head. You were. By having yes, sex with men. Yes. You were so. I was getting Brazilians and having sex with men. All you wanted was acceptance and to be normal. You just wanted. Totes. It, you just wanted it to not be complicated. Did you know I was a lesbian when you met me? No. <laughs> what when a you were like, loaded question. When you were like, I'm a lesbian. I was like, yeah, that makes total sense. <laughs> But I tell you this, if you yeah. remember, when you were like, I don't want to put any labels on it. I just kind of have feelings for this girl. I was yeah. like, okay, you are definitely a lesbian. <laughs> remember? Like, I was like, well, now, like, there's no, now, yeah, you can. No, no. I, I still say I am, I say when I was straight and now that I'm gay-ish, I I like to, the term labelist love, which is the gayest thing I've ever said. Yeah, I mean. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm pansexual. I fall in love pans- with the person. No, you don't. Yes, you- I. You don't tell me. You've been afraid of penis forever. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Fine. Then I'm pansexual. But when I say pansexual, I mean I'm either a lesbian or I'm asexual. Okay. I'll take that. <laughs> that I'll take. Okay. Now yeah. we're back on the You're same like, page. I'm bi. I'm kind of half like lesbian and half asexual. Yeah, I'm bi. <laughs> I'm asexual and lesbian. That's about it. Yeah. That I can accept. Penises, man. They're the worst, right? They are the worst. You know, I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. I think you could categorize me in my past life as a straight person, as a man hater. I think that my audience members would say that, which was crazy because people would say to me, you love your dad. You love your brother. I love Sam Roberts. Yeah, I never felt hate. And But that was the thing is very few men. Like, I thought you guys were just like the the Cuba, the Cuba choppers, the chupacabras. Chupacabras. The chupacabras. I thought of... you were going to say Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> oh, well, he's exactly what I thought men were. Right. Yes. Right. Um, but th- I, I thought that you guys were just like the rare few, you know, yeah. Not, you were the exception to the man rule. I was a bit of a man hater. I'm going to say this, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, in my lesbian life, mm-hmm. lean life, lesbian life, I have never identified more with a man in my entire life. I get you. Hmm. I feel you. I appreciate it. I know that. you. Oh, good. I'm and glad. I want to say something to you. Okay. I'm sorry. For what? It's hard for you guys. Oh, I guess. I don't know. It really is. I mean, yeah, but not as hard as it is for everybody else. Yes. <laughs> However. Like, like, it's not necessarily easy. You definitely have an advantage, and yeah. you have something called male white privilege. Yes. Or white male privilege. Either but way, we don't see that's the thing. We don't even have to worry about it. Put it in whatever order you but want to. We got isn't it. Isn't it kind of stressful? I mean, listen, we're moving to a different time where like double income households is like totally a thing. Yes. But, you know, you are a very traditional situation in your family, right? You're the breadwinner mm-hmm. and your wife is taking care of the household, correcto? Yeah. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, but she, okay, so. But don't you feel like you were raised with that expectation, life expectation? Like I was raised 
And no shade to my parents, but I was raised like, you go find that man. We're going to make that coin. Yeah. And then you marry him and then you have kids and that's a hard job and you take care of them. But then once the kids are off at school, you get to have like lunch and stuff and it's like, great. Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> growing up, a lot of my friends were not super well off. So I didn't know. I, my parents were lucky enough to be in a single income household, mm-hmm. but most of my friends were not. So, okay. so the idea of a single income household was something that I was like, okay, this is what I do. But not necessarily what like, men do. Yeah, the, yeah, it's just not the thing. Like, we ended up in a situation where, I mean, this is what my wife wants to do. She wants to be a mom. Like that. That's she, what my wife to be wants to do. Right. So yeah. she wants. She always wanted. She wanted kids. She wanted to be a mom. She wanted the whole thing. And I said, "Fuck no." There's a thing called pay inequality, and it is real, sweetheart. So we will both be working. Okay. I mean, I guess, but <laughs> so <laughs> so so I was like, okay. um, you know, it, it just got came down to numbers and, and math and can we make this work? Because, you know, I love being around my kids, but also I'm a worker. You know, I like to work. And so, Yes, you do. Yeah. Sam's also, he's not a drugger. No. He's not a drinker. No. At all. No. That's why he's so goddamn productive. Anytime I'm hungover, I think Sam Roberts doesn't feel like this. No, I don't. I literally get, I think of you regularly because I'm hungover <laughs> a lot and I get very mad at myself and I feel like this is why Sam is crushing because he's not drinking. I mean, I guess I always thought there was more to it than that, but sure, if you want to, I mean, break me down to nothing. <laughs> It's a compliment. It's not a compliment. It is too. You have just taken all of my abilities and thrown them out the window. Any qualities I have don't matter. No, you have great qualities, but if you were to drown them in a, a bottle of booze, yeah. they would be like, they would be. But you're saying I'm not special. I am doing what. You are special. No, but you're basically implying <laughs> that anybody could be working at this level if they just didn't have alcohol. I'm saying that alcohol is definitely a disadvantage. And I'm going to tell you what you're doing right now because I just figured it out. Without you even knowing, you are disguising. Here we go. I can't we'll wait. This is going to be rich. Go. You are telling yourself that yes. you're giving me a compliment. But what that statement was, was a built-in excuse for yourself. True story. <laughs> yeah. That had nothing to do with me. And that was you No, I, feeling am, I guilty. admire you. You admire me for not drinking? What? You could not drink if you wanted to. I, no, I could not. I admire okay, you. I admire you for your success and for your talent, number one. But I also admire the fact that, like, you don't have that thing that a lot of people have distracting you. And... I like what it's just a great quality. You're a very strong soul. Thank you. God not, damn it. That's not what you said, but okay. I'm gonna make you say shave your fucking head in the middle of this podcast you if you don't stop. Okay, get me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is now looking me directly in the eyes and he is in a fight stance. I am. I'm and he's like, You're a lesbian, I can fight you. Um <laughs> But I feel you're like you're always a lesbian, but go on. I feel like you're a, you're now admitting you're a lesbian, I can fight you. Hmm. I feel like <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like guys have there. There's a lot of social pressures on guys that like guys don't talk about. They don't complain about. They just kind of exist and they don't even really think about them. And I'm here to tell you guys your cuts hurt, too. And if you want to cry, cry with me. I appreciate that, but I'm good because I'm coming in with like now the struggles of a man with the emotions of a woman. Right. So I'm like a cry baby boy. Right. Like I'm like, wow, being the breadwinner is so hard. I need a glass of wine. Like, here's the thing. (laughs) We all have struggles. But why not spend your time thinking about the things in your life that are not struggles? We also have all these like 
really great blessings and fortunate things and and abilities and this is why he's more successful than me like why not be like perspective this is great like i'm not gonna sit here and be like you know i'd be so much further if only i but i'm not that would if only I, it doesn't matter well, see, I'm like disconnecting with this conversation. <laughs> I know what you're saying, and I hear, I see your mouth moving, and you're I hear ahead of the curve. I hear wah 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 <laughs> coming out of your mouth, but I'm like, no, you're so fucking right. I mean, I am, I am the queen of well, competition's the worst thing in the world, and I can't just. Women are natural born. There was a study in Cosmos, so it counts. Oh, my God. Women are natural born yardstickers. And so they're constantly yardsticking, comparing themselves to their peers, for the most part, their friends' lives. Men are totally competitive. I know, but I feel like it's different. Like, I was recently talking to, uh, I I do a Betches podcast. Betches? Betches, like the brand Betches. Oh. Six million followers on Instagram, Betches. Betches. Don't you like it? It's so great. <laughs> and I do a podcast for them. And so we were, I was talking to this, um, she's a Betches like, worker and she um, is a bride to be. So I, we're doing this podcast about Betches brides. We were doing like a bridal boot camp with a therapist. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, we're like, what's the number one fight you get into with your fiance, soon to be husband? And she was like, I do this thing where I go on Instagram. I was like, here we go. And she was like, and like, I get mad at him that we don't go on more vacation. <laughs> and I was like, that is such a fucking girl thing to say. And like, Never would a guy be like, I'm so mad at my wife that we go on more vacations. <laughs> if he was upset about vacations, he'd be like, I will work harder and we will go on more vacations. Yeah. But that right there, like a girl saying, you know, like I'm mad at my boyfriend, basically because he's not richer. That is what that means. That's exactly what that Where means. Where it's like, okay, well then maybe you should just get up and make some money for a vacation. And right. go. Right. Like but- if my wife ever came to me, I was like, and she was like, I'm really mad at you. <laughs> Because you don't take me on enough vacations. Now, if it was a matter of like, I just don't do it, then it's like, okay, we could talk about right. it. But if it really is just, you're not rich enough and you should be taking me on vacation, I go, Jess, go make some money. Take yourself on vacation. I'll be here. Working. Yeah. Making money. I'm staying home. Have fun. But I will say, I could My idea of a vacation is to not be in this conversation right now. <laughs> I just feel like, though, I understood what she was saying. Like, I couldn't wrong her for it. I'm like, girl, I've been there. I will be there again. I get it. You. Hashtag blessed, Sam. Yeah. Hashtag blessed. But let's break it down. What? I'm spoiled. I know it. You're not spoiled. I was. Well, no. Why are you being We're going to call Taste of Taylor, by the way, therapy sessions with Taylor and her friends who have to help her out. I just do therapy on you every week. Listen, here's the thing. (laughs) You. Yeah. Came to Sirius XM. True. With no radio experience. Correct. And they were just like, have a show. Yes. And people like me, <laughs> I'm not sitting here going like, oh, I had to work for over a decade to get a show. Must be because I'm a man. If I was a woman. No, I'm like, <laughs> because that was the road that I took. But here's the point. Right. You got fired from your show. Why'd right? you have to go ahead and say it, Sam? Because you did. <laughs> so, that easily. No, I didn't get fired. You definitely Someone got Someone had it out for me. Me. Yeah, and then they fired you. <laughs> I'm not saying it was justified. I'm not saying Thank they, you. That's fine. I well, See, when you said that, I heard you say, that's your Taylor, you got yourself fired. Why did I? No, you, why would you hear say that? Say it again. <laughs> you got fired. Yeah, it was so, so mean. That's it. It was done to <laughs> you. It was a personal attack. <laughs> 
point is, I can't breathe. You had no experience in radio. Yep. You did a show for ten years yep. or so, right? Uh, longer, but whatever. Who's okay. counting? And then you just got fired out of the blue. Yeah. Like, guess what? You're not doing a show. And you were like, can I fix my mistake? And they were like, yeah, in your house. You're not working for us. <laughs> you're like, shit. Shit. Right. But nine times out of 10, that story ends with you not in broadcasting anymore. Right. Because it's hard to be in broadcasting. And you did not know that because you did not have to work for it. It's a true story. So the fact that miraculously, <laughs> somehow, you come out of that scenario and you're still financially, you're actually in a better place now than you were. Yep. You're succeeding on every level. You have your listener base still. Yep. You're still doing a show and you're doing it independently. Yes. For somebody that doesn't even know anything about radio before you got to Sirius. <laughs> yes. Right? Nine times out of 10, that story ends with you leaving broadcasting and going back to an office job. Yep. Because it's way easier and it's not scary. Yep. Like going working for my dad. Totally. Easy. Yeah. Done. And I'm sure that that was, you know, a thought in your head. I'm sure that that was on the table. Yeah. But it was probably a fleeting thought. And you were like, let's go make this happen. And now you made it happen. That thing, because of the situation you ended up in, right? That thing where it was like, I don't deserve to be here. Sirius just threw me in this chair. Totally. I don't Total imposter like, syndrome. Guess what? That's gone. Because you proved yourself. Like, you just you did it on your own now. You got through that that hump of... You're not in broadcasting anymore. And you're like, no, but I can I can get in broadcasting. I can survive in this thing, right? Mm -hmm. So like Thanks to my fucking fans. You guys are the right. fucking best. But those are your fans. Seriously. You 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 cultivated the audience. So what I'm saying is there's nothing to compare yourself to. You're better than most people. Because nine times out of ten. You should see the smile on my face I right know. now. That's all you want to hear. Nine times out of ten. Without somebody pulling you through this and putting you in the exact place where you're supposed to be, this ends with you going back and working for your dad. So, wow. Wow. You're blowing my mind. Wow, Bethany. Wow. Here's the thing is that I, in my mind, I feel like everybody at Sirius is like, looks down on me. Who cares? I'm a failure. Taylor, were you rich at Sirius? Certainly no. Were you happy at Sirius? It was whatever. Right. Guess what? Everybody is still the same and serious. <laughs> it hasn't gotten any better or worse. It's the same place you left it. True story. There's cameras in the studios now. I kind of miss that. Although I would have hated it if I was there. Of course you would have. <laughs> you would have had to put makeup on in the morning. Fuck that shit. Nicole looks like she's getting ready for like a TV studio the prom every morning. What the hell are you doing? She's You're wearing doing... a poofy taffeta dress. Precisely. You want a corsage <laughs> in the morning? No. It's too early. It's far too early. Yes. You're coming from, you know, way downtown. <laughs> Ridiculous. Pretty soon I'll be coming from Jersey City. But what I'm saying is. Yep. You're so far ahead of the curve. So I should be grateful. You don't even need to be grateful. You could be proud. Not grateful. Proud. Question. Because you, you know why you don't have to be grateful? Why? It's not like some spirit in the sky did this for you. Uh, Yeah. One did. His name is God and his name is also Jesus and his also name is, is, is the Holy Spirit. Well, guess what? All three of those people? Yeah. They don't like lesbians. Oh, so they do. So guess what? The Catholic Church changed it all. I'm Catholic. I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. I did do it. So that's not grateful. That's... Pride. Wow. Pride Sam is good. Roberts for the fucking win. Yeah. You don't have anything to worry about anymore. Before, you were like, yeah, but I don't deserve to be here. And I'd be like, yeah. He's like, I agree. <laughs> but now, bitch. it's like, how could anybody possibly argue that? I guess this is why people respect me in the audio industry. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you did the impossible. Fuck, yeah. 
right? What? Yes. You're not some comedian. You're not a reality star. You're not. You didn't um, have... Wait a second. Those are like my two number one goals now in my life to become. Well, you don't need to become that. You're I want to be. I want to be all. You want to be what? I want to be at all. I know you want to be at all. You know what you want to be? Whatever you're not. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sam Roberts. Yeah. Spiritual leader. I'll, yeah. I'll, if you start a cult, I will join. All right. And I'll, I'll shave my head. Great. Yeah. Fuck it. We're all going to. Here's what I, I'll go home. And trust me, I'm going to go home. I'm going to get everybody to shave their head. So will you do that tonight while I'm gone? Totally. Okay. Um, everybody needs a, fi- a friend like Sam Roberts, a coworker, a colleague. Sam, I have to ask you a question. Please do. How did you just get so, like, I don't know, good? I don't drink. Anybody can be that. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Like, do you have insecurities? Do you ever experience imposter syndrome? How are you so self-assured? I'm like, not. I'm self-assured of everybody else except me. I have crippling insecurities. I have depression. I'm a wreck, but I don't talk about it. Okay. Because I, you're I, a boy and you yes, can't I suff- tell me. <laughs> I Hug su- me. I suffer in silence. Aww. And I figure everybody else out. Well, Sam. Yeah. To me. Yeah. You are the greatest broadcaster of all time, the least of our the last of our kind. Right. That's still <laughs> you got it wrong. The world's great <laughs> let no. me try. No. You keep getting it wrong. The world's No. <laughs> Broadcast no. communities. <laughs> if I didn't drink, I could do this. <laughs> Tell me again. The last professional broadcaster. The last professional broadcaster. And you are, you are, you are like one of, if not the most wildly talented radio personalities I have ever met in my entire life. Well, thanks. Howard Stern should be scared of you. I think so too. Yeah, I know. I know so. And I bet he is. Yeah. I'm sure he's just shaking in his boots. He is shaking in his boots. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, you know that's why I got fired, right? Because of Howard Stern? My mom told me that <laughs> I was stealing his audience members. I think that's true. I do totally do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank God they all came back to him after you left. Woo! Yeah, yeah I know. He was really, he was really worried there for a <laughs> yeah, second. Yeah. Literally, I like I tell that joke and people get so mad at me. They're like, Taylor, I highly doubt Howard Stern even knows you exist. I'm like, duh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thanks for pointing out the premise of it's the joke. Like when Justin Bieber, I told him he stole my best friend Selena Gomez and he got so mad at me and then screamed at me Taylor Selena Gomez ne- Selena I'm not not Gomez because they were dating time Selena never talks about you and I want to say to Justin you know what well she's talking about you right now her new album it's embarrassing Sam Roberts you're an you're a gentleman yeah you're a scholar yeah you're a prophet yeah you're a leader like Marcus Limonis the prophet sure He's on CNBC. It's a great show. It is a great show. I love that show. Um, I love you. You're Thanks. amazing. I love Thanks. you. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. And I don't know, just like being so goddamn inspiring and such a fucking support system. Who would think Sam Roberts had a heart of goddamn gold? Nobody. Everybody thinks I'm such an asshole. I know. It's true. <laughs> yeah. You really do. You really do. Um, Sam, where can people follow you and where can people listen to you? Because they really should because you're the best. At not Sam uh, across social media, Twitter, Instagram. I guess Facebook, yeah. uh, YouTube slash Not Sam, Sirius XM channel 103. I know you still got the subscriptions. Sirius yeah, XM you guys channel do. Don't fucking lie. Yeah, and now that you don't have the Cosmo Taylor or whatever to <laughs> listen to, uh, channel 103 starting at 7 a.m. every morning. I mean, I have a wrestling podcast, but now we're really stretching for crossover. No, just do it. No, 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 no. First of all, Ease Total Divas, I think, made a lot of women WWE fans that weren't before. Certainly me. I, I love the 
that show. You don't watch it anymore? Is it still on? It's, yeah, just I'll started. go binge it. I okay. need something to binge. I love it. I think it's like three or four episodes deep into its new season. It's got to be on like season eight at this point. It's deep. Yeah, it's, it's good. And then the Bella Twins, how are they doing? Yeah, uh, well, Bree is still with Daniel Bryan. Love. Bryan Danielson. And uh, Nikki is dating that uh, Dancing with the Stars man. I am so sad her and John Cena aren't together anymore. Like, I can't even talk about Who it. Who do you blame? I don't know. Oh, my God. I blame, I think him. He was very controlling. He made her sign a moving in, a, like, prenup. Bro. That was cray. He's John Cena. Don't give a shit. She's moving in with you. You're not getting married. And then she had to, like, beg him to get married. And then he was like, I'm never going to. And then she was like, then I'm leaving with my, all my Louis Vuitton bags. And then he was like, fine, I'll marry you. And then she's like, what about a baby? And he's like, I don't want a baby. I'm never going to have a baby. And she's like, fine, I'll leave. And he was like, fine, I'll have a baby. So it was like, he tortured her. It's his fault. What? You mean he offered her everything she ever wanted? Uh, only when she fucking gave him ultimatums. That's not. He proposed at WrestleMania. Oh, well, in that case. It was the most romantic thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I wish somebody would propose to me at WrestleMania. I will propose to you at WrestleMania. I appreciate that. I will. I appreciate that. Sam, uh, yeah, so wrestling. You guys go check out Sam, too. He's like yeah, big, not, big, big at WWE. Not Sam Wrestling is the wrestling podcast. Not Sam Wrestling. Mm -hmm. Sam, I love you. Thanks. I just choked on my feelings. I thought it was a burp. It, no, it was just it was my feelings. <laughs> oh, okay. I choked them down now that I'm the man one. Good. Yeah. Good. Uh, you guys, that's it for us this week. Sam, thank you so much. Uh, you guys, thank you for tuning in and listening. We'll be back next week with an amazing podcast. Ops, kebabs, because I'll be here crying to my friends and making them tell me that things are going to be okay. <laughs> uh, you guys, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, yeah, that's it. Bye, girl. Bye. The end. Oh, and also thank you guys so much for listening. And please tell your friends.